You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. No. That's Darn a it. lie. I got that wrong we again. We can't lie to our listeners. I know. We're recovering. We're drinking coffee. And not recovering we from had other things. several bourbons last night after our, our shoot. We had a very successful shoot. It was fun. We'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, because so, I don't want to rehash that right now. Yeah, but how, <laughs> you've been good? I've been good. Since, yes, since I last saw you? Since uh, 12 hours ago. I've nice. been fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's an exciting day here at FDB Podcast. It's uh it is. It's Friday. It's always Friday in Bourbon World. The weekend. Yeah. So, um a lot of cool things happening, but one of the things that's going to happen right off the bat is Frank has lined up for us a wonderful guest. Yes, he has. I think the Jeff, the crew over the Light Light and Magic, Light and Light and Motion. Light and Motion. Light Light Mania. We're going to hear all about it, but gonna, I think you need to do one thing first and you what's need that? to get him on the line. Yeah, we definitely got to get him on the line. Yeah. So let's uh, dial up the uh, robotic time machine call center. It's underwater. Hello, are you there, Jeff? I am here. Hello. Hey, nice. Welcome. Glad that uh, that situation worked out on the phone and the connection there. Sometimes our uh, methods here are a little archaic. <laughs> Mystical. Yeah, it sounded like a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hydro-powered phone system. It's actually Hyrule technology from Zelda. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. So, yeah, made its way out into real life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit of uh, who you are, what, and uh, who you work for, and then we'll get into some fun questions. Cool. So, yeah, my name is Jeff Lozell. Uh I work for a company called Light and Motion out of uh, California. And I am uh, the brand marketing manager for them at their U.S. distributor. So I kind of do, I help them develop their messaging, and I also a bit of a brand evangelist. And what Light Motion does is they created a line of single-point LEDs called Stella. And so I, they have a lot of other lighting products in the bike world. Actually, they started out in the dive world, but I handle the products that are specifically named at uh, photographers and filmmakers, which is called Stella. Cool. So, yeah, we checked out a little, uh, some of the links and stuff on on uh, online. So did it start out in the sort of motion sports space, or did it start out in the film space? Talk a little bit about the background of the company. It looked like there were some gadgets on there you could hook onto a bike helmet and whatnot, but then also yeah. you have this cinema line. Yeah, well, they actually started under underwater. Uh, the founders are engineers and scuba divers, and so they started producing lights for underwater filmmakers. And uh, this is about 20 years ago, and they started getting a lot of requests from the filmmakers. You know, guys that are working for like Nat Geo, that sort of stuff, saying like, "Hey, you know, we have to travel pretty far to to, to film these things, and we'd really love to not have to carry two types of lights. Like, I want to be able to shoot." underwater and you know we're doing interviews topside and stuff like that so it's actually like how can you take an underwater light and bring it topside and so that is sort of how stella is born like stella is a branch off of their underwater product 
re-engineered a little bit for and optimized for <laughs> where the rest of us film normally. <laughs> nice. So does that obviously mean that it's you know fully water weatherproofed and sealed and all that jazz? Yeah, most of them actually are. So uh, light and motion because their background in engineering and like you mentioned the bike light, uh, they measure all their lights in output rather than wattage. You know, they don't ever say a draw. They say what it puts out. Mm. So we have lumens. We have a 1,000, a 2,000, and a 5,000 lumen light, and those are all actually still completely submersible. uh, They'll go down to, like, 100 feet. Wow. And so the the more powerful guys, uh, there's a 7,000 and a 10,000 lumen light. Uh, They have to have a fan in their heat sink. Mm. So they're not fully submersible. You know, if you put them underwater, the fan will short out, the light will keep going, but it'll roll back the power. Mm. So those are, they're weighted weatherproof, though. So for, like, Weather Channel guys filming interviews out in the middle of a hurricane, they'll stand up to that. You just can't dunk them in water. Nice. How big are we talking? How big is the actual fixture, some of these, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, the stuff that you would take, you know, on a trek? Yeah, so they're pretty, they're actually really small and compact. Um, all of them, except the 10,000, have onboard batteries. So they actually have lithium-ion batteries in them. It's the same cells that Tesla uses in their car. So the 1,000 and 2,000, I mean, can like basically fit in the palm of your hand. They're like really easy to handhold. The 10 is maybe like the size, of, I mean, excuse me, the 5 is maybe the size of a sneaker. And so it's the 7 just because the battery cell gets bigger there. And uh, the 10 is uh, our plug-in light, so the 10 doesn't have its own battery. It'll work with, like, an Anton Bauer brick or ACDC power. And that thing is, man, it's like a short, fat beer can, basically. They're really small. So our listeners are all types of filmmakers, um, maybe some photographers in there as well. So you've got guys who are kind of a one-man band, run and gun. You've got, you know, full-on production companies. Where do you see these lights being used the most, and, and what's the type of filmmaker who's going to say, oh, man, this is, this is great for me? Yeah, man, so totally, uh, we have a lot of one-man band guys. We have bigger productions, but this fits, this fits really well with, like, the small crew, the small footprint, because you can put, like, so, like you can basically put, like, four, five, six of these lights in a backpack, and, like, hike out somewhere and shoot because you don't have to plug them in. So, like, we have guys shooting warehouses and or music videos within warehouses and just going in with, like, three guys and setting up the music video and lighting it. So a lot right now the people that have really been drawn to it have been people that need to, like, move quick, get stuff done, don't have a lot of people, don't can't necessarily have a truck with them, that sort of stuff. So does it mount? It would mount onto like a PA's hand standing there sort of situation, like that kind of like a gorilla <laughs> light stand, or like is there stands that come with it? I mean, clearly they don't float, right, in midair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there are hand grips available if you need to do that. We have a few kits that come with C stands, but because the lights aren't very heavy at all and they don't have a balance, we pair them with like really light, small C stands. But there's like bar mounts for them. You can clamp them pretty much anywhere. They're, they're, they're compact, no cords, and not heavy. So, mm. like uh, the guys, some of the first guys to test the lights out were the uh, the Wellworth guys. You seen that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, they're on a boat being <laughs> tossed around the Atlantic and stuff like that. 
And so they actually just suction cap mount them to the top of cabins to do interviews. <laughs> oh, wow. Like so, yeah, yeah, you know, super light, I'm sure you can mount it directly to a camera, right? It'd be good for an on-camera light? Yeah, the one and the two. The one and thousand and the two thousand, a lot of people use the camera lights. Nice, nice, nice. What about the uh, battery, like, life? How long are we talking? How long can you go out in the field and keep shooting before you have to come in and recharge it? Or are there batteries, you know, swappable? So, yeah, these, because of their field nature, they're not hot swappable. But uh, the battery life... See, I'll take like our most popular life, the uh, the five thousand. Mm-hmm. At full power, it'll run for like ninety minutes at full power. Oh, nice! So that's full five thousand lumens, putting it out, and that's fully drained the battery. You can trickle charge them. You just have to grab them before the battery is like fully discharged. Because yeah. if it's on, the battery just goes like done, and then you plug it in. It'll there's a firmware in there that controls a lot of things, power and flicker. And so it'll like it'll trickle charge the battery as the light's coming out, so you get two thirds power, one third of a light. But nice. Most of the most of the guys that we have using these, uh, you know, there's a lot of short clips moving around here and there, so they can get them to last like a really long time. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds useful, right? Yeah. yeah so kind of like the, the guidance friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys uh, are you guys going to be at NAB this year promoting this sort of stuff? We are. Yeah, we're definitely, we're actually going to have two booths in NAB. We're going to have our big main one where we're going to be unveiling some uh, some cool stuff I can't, I can only allude to right uh, now, mysteriously. <laughs> we like teasers. And yeah. uh, we're going to be over there, and then there's going to be a smaller booth that is out there. Unfortunately, I don't have the booth numbers in front of me, but uh, they're going to be concentrating on the drone lights because we actually have a bunch of versions of the Stellas that are meant to be carried by drones for Now, let's get into this a little bit. How does that, I mean, you can't have that much of a throw from a drone mountable light, right? Like, it's almost, it seems like that's a pointless endeavor. (laughs) Well, you kind of can. So, one of them is a, uh, we have a 5,000, it's like a 5,000 lumens. And the the beam coming out of these is 120 degree, but we have snap-on for now. So you can narrow that for that, that beam down from 120 degrees to like 25, which is a snap wow. on. So and it's like a little mini like chopper light to like search yeah. out bad guys. Yeah, pretty much. If you want to, yeah, if you want to film a scene like that, <laughs> good for awesome. fugitive scenes, I guess. <laughs> or if you wanted to like chase a hyena through the the plains of Africa, you could fly a drone over and you could do that at night. Yeah, at night. Yeah. Wow. Totally, dude. Interesting. What uh, do you have, you know, are there proprietary connectors to mount these things to drones? Are you working directly with, like, a DJI or any of these people to make that happen? Yes. So we have uh, the two different lights, the 5,000, and then we have, like, a smaller one called the Seika that's, like, 2,200 lumens. The Seika just has a GoPro mount. So that one's for, yeah, like, the DJI, the Inspire, stuff like that. It just fits on, like, a GoPro wood. And then the 5,000 comes with a bunch of different ways to, uh, to mount it. The 5,000 needs to be, has, doesn't have a battery for the drone though. So it comes with leads to be wired into heavier payload drones, power supply. And so that's kind of up to, those things are kind of all kinds, all over the place as far as connection goes. So nice. that's a little bit of uh, DIY that set up how you want to. Yeah, I feel like a lot of drone guys are very DIY though. So they'll yeah. make it happen. Yeah, yeah they'll. 
we uh, figure it out. We actually, one of our, our, you know, members of our Slack community, Chris Odom, did some drone lighting stuff, and I'm pretty sure he used your guys' lights. So, Chris, if you're listening, you got to chime in. Let us know what, you know, model of light you're using and all that jazz. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you guys in over there in your in your on your team what type of LED bourbon are you drinking? <laughs> Light emitting uh, LED? So I I have a glass of uh, of bullet next to me nice. right now. That's kind of my standard go to. Nice. Um but uh if I were to pick one that I've been drinking more recently is uh Hill Rock. Have you guys had Hill Rock? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's a uh, Hill Rock Farms, right? Yeah, it's in, I'm from. I live in Brooklyn. It's uh, the farm is in upstate New York. I think yeah. the guy. The rumor is he was like a Maker's Mark uh, distiller who quit and bought a farm, decided to make his own. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of micro bourbons these days. Hmm. So are you? So you're located in Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, uh, Light Motion is in California. I work for their U.S. distributor, so I work all over the place, but mainly uh, in New York, and I live in Brooklyn. Okay, so then I'm going to name something that I hope you have experienced, and if so, <laughs> I think you'll agree that it might be the most amazing thing on the planet. Peter Pan's Donuts? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's a 10-minute walk from my apartment. Okay, so you're, <laughs> in, you're, you're in Greenpoint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what's your, what's your order, Peter Pan's? Dude, I mean, a I love donuts. I'm a fine donut connoisseur. Um, oh, but but the uh, I mean, it, my first time at any donut place, I'm always going with the glazed donut because that you got to compare apples to apples across the donut you know world to know what has who has the best donut. But uh, or apple fritter. So apple fritter. Apple fritter is another thing, but that's not necessarily a donut. That's like a different genre. But um, I like. I like the uh, they have like a sugar cinnamon sort of thing going on. Um, yeah, I like them all really, but uh, do they have a maple bacon? No, see, I mean they might they do now. Not see, yeah, they might nowadays. But but the thing that I like about Peter Pan is it's an old school donut shop, and they don't get into all this gimmicky bull crap with fruity pebbles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a classic establishment, and anybody who's yeah. been there knows what I'm talking about. The other pla- my other favorite New York place is the Donut Pub on, in Manhattan. Oh, I've, yeah, I know where you're talking about. Yeah, they got about, the, red, yeah, vel- the red velvet. It's nice. It's good. Mm-hmm. But do they do scratch-offs? It's important to say. No scratch-offs. Uh, <laughs> just the, in Brooklyn, it's important to say about Peter Pan is that it's not ironically old-school donut, donut shop. Like, it actually yeah. hasn't changed mm-hmm. in yeah. 40 years. It's not someone didn't come in and, like, give everyone cool 1950s outfits. Like, <laughs> those outfits were bought in the 50s and just Yes. Wow. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you you have uh, experienced that as well because it's pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, what about what kind of stuff are you into, man? Is there any? Uh, what are you watching these days? What, what you know? We always like to connect with our our people and listeners. Totally, and man. What are you jamming yeah, on? Yeah, right I now? love. So uh, I just finished uh, catching up on Legion. You guys watching that? I have not. I have not it. seen that. Is that based on X Men? So so loosely. Yeah. So loosely. So I know you guys have kind of a running thing about superhero yeah. and movies on the show. <laughs> yeah, you got to chime. Uh, you got to you got to pick a side. Weigh in on the debate here. There's no there's oh, no boy. in between. Uh, is it? 
I am a comic book fan. I grew yes. up a comic book fan. But uh, dude, this 2017, you are you are in the lead in 2017. I've always been. There's in the a lead, lot man. of people always you know, leaning I your mean, way. I live my life in the lead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I do have to say that I feel bad about watching some of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I yeah, wait it's a like, guilty pleasure. It's, yeah, but it's still yeah. a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. But so. To answer your question on Legion, like it, it, it's, it is connected to X Men, but like not in a way that's very obvious unless you really know the comics. Well, he's a but he's a mutant, really, right? yeah, totally. But they kind of they don't like Wolverine doesn't show up. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Like, Do they like yeah. allude to events that happen in the movies or in the comics? No. Okay. Is Logan There's in there? there? Who's this Logan guy? Logan Isn't that Wolverine? Wolverine yeah. Dude, get on mm. X-Men game. Come I don't on. know. Um, what, but, is, what about, uh, is that a TV series or is it a movie? It is. It's on FX. It's really, I'm okay. like, it's one of those TV series that I was impressed that they got on television because it is very challenging. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. It's non-linear storytelling, which is like always amazing to me that like they get like a television show nowadays like doesn't have to follow a straight plot and mm. really like you have to keep up with it or else you're like literally I don't know what what just happened who is but like you really it demands your attention and even mm. then it confuses the hell out of you just mm. nice yeah. yeah well FX reruns X Men enough that they might as well have just made a TV show <laughs> <laughs> cool. what what a, what's 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 the future have for you guys what's what's the next thing I mean obviously you got NAB you're you're promoting your current stuff you know have you in listening to people, what's the thing that you guys are hearing people really want, and is there anything you guys are starting to explore? Yeah, man. So <laughs> I have to walk a delicate line here about not tipping my hot, my uh, my hand at NAB too much. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hmm. But uh, we have we have a lot of announcements planned that basically just come from like direct feedback of production. You know, uh, light motion has really only been in this space for about two years. And the most valuable thing, and honestly the most fun part of my job is like getting these lights in the hands of people who are doing cool things and then listening to them as far as how things need to change to help them do their job better. So we have a lot of feedback. A lot of it's from the, the news gathering world, small production, run and gun documentary sort of film guys that's just a lot of little tweaks to the light that just makes their lives easier. And so we kind of bundled that all up into something we're going to be rolling out in NAB, which is like basically an upgraded version thanks to filmmakers, I would say. Nice. And a little, little 2.0 action coming. Yeah, 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 a little, a little bit, nothing, yeah, well, I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some, uh, I got some questions that we kind of glossed over about the current sure. model. Yeah. Color tunability, dimmability, can you touch on any of those topics that uh, filmmakers would be really into? Of course. So, um, as far as dimmability goes, they go down to about quarter power, depending on the output, and that is for flicker control. Uh, right now, our firmware limits the lower they go because once you go really low and you're shooting HD, you can get flicker. No doubt. So, yeah, that, that's about all they go. So that is important when you're choosing the light, like how low you want it to go because if you get 
7,000, it can't go as low as the 5,000 can, mm-hmm. sort of. And then tunability, um, these lights are not bicolor, mm. and that was kind of a choice for output and size, right? Because right now, with bicolor, you're basically, when you're tuning the color, you're turning some LEDs off and other LEDs on. And to do that, it makes the unit much bigger. Yeah. So to keep these guys sort of like compact and really like have that beautiful throw, um, we don't have two different types of LEDs in there. They're all daylight balanced. Gotcha. Do you offer and like a snap-on filter or are you uh, relying on, or do filmmakers kind of have to bring their own gels? So, yes and no, depending on the light. Like the little guy, the 1000, has a snap-on function filter. Mm. Uh, the 2000 has a snap-on gel holder. Hmm. And the gel holder will work all the way up to the 10, but also the 5, 7, and 10, we sell uh, basically other heads, you know, because the light can be broken down between the battery and the, uh, the array, basically. So you can actually buy a tungsten array, you just unscrew the bezel, pop off the old array, pop on the new array to go tungsten. So. Right. And that's something to be done in the field, like for these wildlife people and adventurers? Yeah, you totally can. Cool. Yeah, the, the, the arrays are, like, maybe the size of, like, two ring kings together. If that works, there's a snack cake comparison. <laughs> and so in the field, you just you unscrew them, and they have watertight connections that are just uh, pressure. So cool. you can unscrew them and then pressure the new head on. Durable, versatile, sounds awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These things are built like tanks. That's great. Well, man, we appreciate ch- uh, chatting about this sort of stuff. I hear... Do you want to... Yeah, I hear uh, Frank told us that you guys might be willing to share share some of this product or, gi- or give it away. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, man. I got a I got a one thousand uh, sitting here ready to go away to one of your listeners. Yes, he said it's it's a great uh, on camera light. Like we said, it's good for you know doing a little pop in the background if you need. You're out in the field, you need to shine a little light somewhere, put something in the background, knock it out of focus, make it look cool behind someone, some talking head, something like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's here it's here for the taking. Dude, that is so awesome. It's wow. it's always cool to hang out with you guys and uh and, stuff. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun stuff to give away. So if you are listening, uh what you need to do is shout out to us. Um at FDB Podcast on mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram. You gotta use a hashtag too. The user the user world, wherever you're Anywhere, out there. Any social media. Use the hashtag FDB giveaway mm-hmm. and on social media, what is your raw's handle so they can shout out to you guys in the process? Oh, cool. On Instagram we're uh, we're Stella Pro Lights. You know. Light motion has a few accounts because like I said they have some other lighting markets they're in uh-huh. but the filmmaking uh instagram is stella pro lights okay what about uh you guys on twitter uh we are not on twitter okay right so now. we'll throw in a if they threw a hashtag out on twitter would it be stella pro lights yeah hashtag stella pro lights okay, that's great. our facebook and our instagram great so you guys heard it there you want to do hashtag stella pro lights shout out to them on instagram Stella Pro Lights mm-hmm. or at FDB Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, wherever. Anywhere. With hashtag FDB giveaway. You can get eligible to win on any social media platform. That's, That's a, a new, new thing. thing. Yeah, we're expanding. That's a new thing. Frank, the producer, said, let's not limit ourselves Beyond to one Twitter outlet. So, Beyond Thunder. Wherever you're at, 
mention us, all those sort of deals, and we will uh, get your name in the pot. Yeah. By the way, it just just to entice our listeners, what's the estimated value of the one thousand? Teaser. Uh, it's about eight hundred dollar light. Whoa! Good lord, guys! All oh, right, no, so you want that's a two thousand? Sorry. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I was looking at the wrong number. Uh, hold on one sec. <laughs> it's a Boy, it's an bad. investment, is what it is. Yeah. So one thousand <laughs> is about five hundred bucks. There you yeah. go, guys. You get a five hundred dollar value light that you can use anywhere. That's amazing. Well, I'll tell you what. That's super generous. We really appreciate it. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I, you had me at with the Peter Pan thing, and then you lost me with the Legion thing. So, uh, but see, you gained me. So you're, so. you know, <laughs> you gained Alex. You know, you got a new friend in Alex. You're and fifty fifty. Basically, we're, we're strangers again at this point. <laughs> Dude, you should try it. There's no, I promise. There's no capes. Okay, and no robes. capes or robes. No All right. Uh, okay. The only robes, are, this isn't a spoiler, the only robes that are worn are people like mental institution patients. Uh, okay. So I don't know how you feel about those type of robes. Okay. He brings yeah, a little yeah, mental yeah. himself. I'm so, okay with a little yeah. lab. Like a lab coat to me is not a robe, but I can get it. I, we'll see. Yeah. We'll <laughs> a see. A little like run through over the cuckoo's nest sort of nice. situation. Cool, man. With mutants. Well, yeah. it's been a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, take care, and we will hope to uh, talk to you guys in the future. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, man. Cheers. 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 Awesome. $500 light. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Here's the thing. You can never have enough light options. Yeah. You know my stance. More light. More lights. More lights. More lights the better. Yeah. You might not use them. But they're there. But you got it. (laughs) Because you're like, ah, man, if we only had a Mm. light for this. And then you're like, ah, I got that light. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, that's fun. Speaking of that, we did a lot of Speaking lighting yesterday. Speaking of lights, we did a lot of lighting yesterday. Tons. So, for those listening, uh, me and Alex, from uh, time to time, on occasion, <laughs> we work together. Yeah. I mean... We get paid to produce content. You know, not only do we hang out and talk talk about life mm-hmm. and podcast, we, we sometimes work together. You know, they say the couple that works together... Stays together. <laughs> I don't think that goes that way. I think it's a couple that works together gets angry and breaks up. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so um, you want to talk about it? Should we tell them what we did? You can tell them. I'll set it up. Yeah. So we had a project for a personal care brand. It's a hair care brand. Mm. And we needed to capture diversity of hair, diversity of people, mm-hmm. uh, all women, and we're talking curly hair, frizzy hair, uh, floppy hair, squiggly hair, you name it. Yeah, hair. And the idea was all different skin types. So we've got a whole range from lart to, d- to dark. Lart lark. to dark. <laughs> lart to light, dark. Light to dark uh, <laughs> on skin tones and hair. So, it's hard to light lart. Um, so we decided we were going to do it uh, you know, just on a psych. Um, we chose to... Uh, approach it where we're going to let the light fall a little more into the gray space than a traditional all all up white psych situation. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was exactly gray. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and so that was the idea. And really, the 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 charge that I gave to you was I really wanted to yeah. I really wanted the eyes mm-hmm. to speak into the soul. Mm. I wanted the person's face to really tell the story of who they are, mm-hmm. and I wanted their hair to be the the main focus. Um, because that's what the the client was looking for. We're going to set communicate that this product is good for all hair types, all yes. peoples, 
all women's. All women's. So that's what we did. So we have a, a great cast. We had a great crew. And mm. Alex devised a plan. I did. To meet those goals. So let's start with... Uh, Let's start well, with the camera. Well, from an outsider's point of view, before we even get into sorry. any of that. All right, sorry. When you stepped on set, maybe halfway through the setup, yep. like, what, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, this is overkill? I was thinking, what am I going to do today? There's <laughs> nothing <laughs> for me to do. I had, we had a good budget and we had a lot of people. No. Um, like from the director? Yeah, I mean, when you, just as an, uh, before we get into the details, I mean, we had a completely complicated a uh, gigantic setup to shoot a single individual standing yeah. on a white background. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, from anybody looking from the outset, it was like crazy amount of light Why and rigging yeah. for this one, you know. A human. Like a face shot. Yeah. So, but. But there's a reason why. Yeah. So, so, so let's. Sure. You want to start with the lighting? No, you start a camera, like you said. I guess we started the camera. Sure. I, at first, I thought you said we were going to shoot on the the Airy the Alexa, Alexa Mini. Mini. Yeah. And th- then I shoot, show up, and there's a, a weapon. There's a red weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so, it. so tell me why you Snuck switched it. Tell there. me why you switched it. Uh, frame rates, mainly. Uh, okay. First of all, we wanted the resolution uh, for the hair and the eyes and all that jazz. Uh, right. But also, it was mainly a frame rate thing. You wanted some high speed, Mr. Director. Yeah, I did. And we talked about 96 frames because it's a multiple of 24. So that yes. makes lighting a little easier because if I can just bump up to 96 frames, it's a two-stop difference in light. Right? Which is why we were able to move more efficiently. Yes. So when we were transitioning from that was 96 one of your to 24, yeah. we were able to just punch the button, pull out the thing. Right. So there, there was a one thing you brought up is like, hey, we got to move fast. We got a lot of models to shoot, and not a ton of time. What episode are we on, by the way? Sorry, making a note. Eighty four. Okay. Eighty four. Episode eighty four. Anyway, but yeah, that was one of your issues. It was like we got to move fast. Um, so one of the things I came up with was a way to do that uh, was to overlight it, light it for high speed, and then filter for uh, the 24 frame stuff. Yep. So and literally... If, and if you're listening now, if you're on Slack group, if you're not on the Slack group, you're not going to see this, but you can join the Slack group. Yeah. And under uh, our channel, FTB Podcast, I just posted a picture. It says episode 84, light setup. Uh-huh. And you'll see what the crap we're talking about. You can dive in there and look at it, zoom in. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was lit for 96 frames so that when we went to 24, all I had to do was put in a two-stop filter to knock down the light. And we were ready to go again. Yeah. I didn't have to, you know, relight anything. At the, didn't have to do anything. Which worked out really good because it, it I mean, great. we had a, a system where we had two girls in hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. They would come on set. First girl would go at, say, whatever tight we had Yeah. Um, on the lens, which, what was our tight? Uh, well, our lens package was, so it was a red weapon shooting at 5K HD, not 6K, yep. because we were using Cook S4 lenses that don't cover a 6K sensor, mm-hmm. the red 6K sensor. Um, so we shot 5K HD, and we had 40, 50, 75, and 135 millimeter lenses. Right. So our tight typically was a 75, and then you had an ultra tight, which is like the 135, just the eyes or something sure. like that. But mainly we went from the 70 to 75 the to 50. 50. Yeah. So we'd start on the 75, we'd shoot one girl in 24 and 96. Mm-hmm. Then 
we would swap out the other girl, shoot her with the same lens, mm-hmm. both frame rates. Yep. Pull her out, swap lenses. Go to the fifty. Yep. Do girl one again at both frame rates, or we didn't. We didn't always shoot high frame rates. Mm-hmm. Put the other one in. Get get Put that one, inch. and then swap out that girl, and then that would be we would be done with. Set, duo. set one, duo yep. one. Yep. By then, the other two girls were already done, or in hair and makeup. They uh-huh. were done. They would come onto the set, rinse, repeat, recycle. Right rinse, recycle, repeat. What is that saying? <laughs> I always mess this R- crap up. Rinse and repeat? <laughs> rinse, you know, rinse and repeat? Yeah. Rinse, but then a recycle? No, there's no recycling. Anyway, rinse and repeat. <laughs> and so that was kind of our strategy uh, for the day. But let's get back to what I was initially saying. And sure. So so the the primary reason to switch to the weapon was a frame rate. Frame rate. Okay. 96 frames because the mini could only do uh, 60. Okay. And what was your, why why did you choose resolution. the cooks? Because I like the way they look. So let's can we? I like the characteristics. We of got the time. We got plenty of time. Let's. Well, let's you take, have time. Let's take a, an. Ass- I'm going to get a parking ticket if I don't. No. Oh. <laughs> let's take an aside just for a second. Sure. A quick aside. Go ahead. Lynn's choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk a little bit about that because you know when you're going to a rental house and you got a, a project with a decent budget, mm-hmm. there's probably a ton of options. How Too do many. you? How do you work through that? Uh, well, there's two main categories, spherical and anamorphic, which we've covered right. before. And then um, you have zooms and primes. Zooms and primes, right? So, so for this one, knowing it was beauty, knowing what uh-huh. we were trying to do with detail, face, et cetera, why did you decide to go with the Cook Primes? Versus, well, So my two options were between the Cook Primes and the Ingenue Zooms. Uh, when we're doing beauty or anything like that, that's you know the two options I have. Just because of the characteristics of the lens, the way it falls off when it's out of focus is really pleasing on the cooks. The color rendition is really good. Skin, hair, all that stuff comes through very naturally. You know, um, both with ingenue and with cook. Anything else is uh, they've got different characteristics. They're a little sharper with a Zeiss super speed. The fall off is very abrupt. Versus kind of gradually rolling off. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the color's a little cooler, a little just different. If you put them side by side, you could totally tell the difference. And that's based on coatings, you know, what the lens manufacturer puts on the elements of the lens. But then between zooms and primes, there's a lot more optical elements within a zoom lens. And sure. you can get some softness and some other issues. Whereas with primes, there's a lot fewer elements, very sharp, very simple so i was like all right cook primes done that was kind of my thought so process. that was the thought process because you wanted it to have just the, a nice natural feel yeah and that just comes with testing you know as you as you work with certain lenses you'll get the feel and know what's right for individual projects so on this one almost uh you know the, the lenses influenced the camera choice sure more so than the other way around um, also with the frame rate issues, but okay. So we got camera, we got lens. Yeah, we've got a full crew. We show up. We got a blank slate to work with. Uh-huh. Now, you know, a lot of people think of lighting. They think of three point lighting. Yeah, they think of kind of you know get your key. That's not really your a fill thing. and that yeah. sort of thing. Well, you show up. You've got a blank slate. You guys already had a plan. Mm-hmm. You start throwing up these giant grids. You start throwing up all sorts of stuff. Talk about your approach what was the first light you put up and then how did you build around it what was your thinking behind it go uh so with beauty the the biggest thing that i I brought up to our gaffer andy and our key grip scott 
Well, it's big and soft. That's what we want to do is big and soft. Light everywhere. Um, direct. What? You, you always like it big and soft. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Unless it's a donut or beauty lighting. Those are the only two things <laughs> Soft. <laughs> oh my god, we're getting the slap happy here. Uh yeah, with with beauty lighting, you want big and soft. I agree. Right? Yes. So you want, you know, that nice frontal big <laughs> light push to get into the eyes. Um <laughs> He's a nice frontal big light push. <laughs> Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, it's funny. Um, All right. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listeners, sorry. What did you put in this coffee? I don't know. Uh, That's funny. All right. Let's let's reset. So we want big, soft You want light everywhere. So the first light you threw up was was the big guy, right? Top light. No. No, no, it was the top light. That's right. Yeah. The first thing was just the top light. And so uh, we're shooting Midwest Grip and Lighting, their studio space, which is, you know, has a nice grid up in the ceiling. And it's it's a, it's big enough to pull several cars onto. Uh, it's a very large space. Yeah. And they have these space lights, you know, Mole Richardson 6K space lights rigged up to the ceiling, um, which they are, you know, six socket flat discs with six 1,000-watt lights sure. per unit. And then you can put a big skirt on it, you know, make it a big soft area light. So the first thing you did was build that gr- the frame well, with a big diffusion, right? Yeah, so it was a 12-by frame, um, which ended up being with light grid. No, quarter silk. Quarter, yeah. Yeah, it was, ended up being so quarter you, silk. So you had that built and then hoisted that up, and that was sort of our top. Yeah, well, we had to first position the space lights. So we had to kind of map out, well, how big's a 12-foot frame? Yeah. It's obviously 12 feet. Uh, <laughs> where do we have to hang the space lights? Uh, and then I want them shooting straight down. So one of the things I brought up to you was, can we do it on a gray background instead of a white background? Get yeah. a little more contrast. Cool. We can do that. Great. So we have to skirt the space lights so to keep it off of the background and the sides and just right. shoot straight down. So only the bottom of the light is open. Yes. And that's going down into the 12 by silk. Which creates Super a soft, soft, even, big and soft. top light. Very big, and big soft. very soft. Big push from the front. Yes. From the top, in from this the case. From the top, from the top. Let's take it from the top. All right. So so that was up. Yep. We knew that was going to happen. Yep. But you can't just light someone's face from the top. No, because you don't get an eye light. And exactly. we want those eyes, like you said, their soul to speak. Yes. Um, which you want to see the eye. And the way you see the eye is you have something reflect in it. And the best way to do that is with a big light, right? So we had a had an Airy T12, which is a 12,000-watt Fresnel fixture. It's huge. Like, take your – if you're not familiar yeah. with this type of Just light – Google it. Take your arms and make a, a circle, make an O over the top of your head. Yeah. And that's about how – well, depending on how big your arms are, that's about how big this light is. It's a massive – Fixture. Yeah, it's easily yeah two two feet across okay. something like that. It's, just it's just, pretty big. Just making sure because there's probably a lot of people that have only yeah. shot with LEDs. A lot of True. run and gun guys. Like we're talking yeah. about a massive physical light. Giant, giant, giant. Yeah. Right. So twelve thousand watts, and that's going through a Shimera softbox again for that big and soft push. So the yes. front of the softbox is you know four or five feet across. Right. The XL whatever. 
with a diffusion you know panel in front of right. that directly over camera right now, in their eyes now why why would you do that approach versus you know i've seen all these really cool demos with yeah. photographers using a ring light this tiny little thing that gives you a cool effect in the eyes and yeah you get a cool effect you know? but you have to be really close and you don't get the output and it's weird okay. you get the fall off around the face is kind of odd and it, it just looks alien and kind of goofy no that's cool that's all yeah. i'm asking yeah so i just you know i wanted frontal top big soft cool so now Not, we've got a top, kind of hard and speculative we have a yeah. top light mm-hmm. that is really you know working to over bring overall softness. overall level up yep you've got this big frontal key yeah that's making the eyes pop yeah and putting just a ton of light on their front cool. and kind of under their chin and everything right which we then had a four by eight white you know right under camera bringing bouncing light yep. back up so they didn't have too much shadow under their chin yep and the final thing we do to kind of edge them out from that gray background is put a, a backlight so at a eight foot long by two bank led they're called mac tech leds yep good output really good output because you have to have something to combat that twelve thousand watt key you have to have enough output to get there um we had that which ended up being kind of a soft source even though it's a hard led uh and then in addition uh my gaffer andy came up with this great idea to put a, a single hard source directly behind to pop out the hair even more which ended up looking great i thought yeah so you had all that together the backlight the top light the twelve thousand watt key the bounce all equates to you know uh five six stop at 96 frames and 400 iso right so you have a lot of light essentially for a selfie for a (laughs) (laughs) for a portrait yeah let's be honest it was a selfie Mm, yeah a really good one that's a good selfie. so so that was the lighting setup uh you guys have any other questions or thoughts oh um, i can break it down if you're in the slack group join the slack group go to fdb.com yeah fdbpodcast.com join the slack group and Alex is always down to share tips and tricks and how he did things. And sure. there's a picture on there uh, on, in the FDB podcast uh, channel mm-hmm. um, if you're interested to know kind of what we did and how we did it. And then as soon as this thing is published in public, we can share that as well, and you can kind of see the final result. But um, yeah, overall, it was just it was a lot of fun. We stayed yeah. right on schedule. We probably ended a little early. We actually, yeah, very early. And, we, we started off 20 minutes late because yeah. we had to do a few more. I had to do a few lighting tweaks to get it right. Yeah. Because we knew once we were set, we were good for the rest of the day. Sure, and it was a uh, you know, I mean, we had a we had a great team, yeah. you know, great crew. Oh, um, it wasn't the best. It wasn't uh, too little. wasn't too much. No, it's just right, just right. So it was a fun day, man. I had fun. It's been a while. Thanks for the work. You're welcome, boss. Thanks, boss. You're welcome. I appreciate the uh, the free day you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wait goodness. for that invoice. So, <laughs> Uh, so outside of that, yeah. outside of that, um, well, real quick, I do want to make a point. One of the things that was interesting was we were working with non-professional talent. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll refer to this as friends and family talent, Facebook talent, that sort of thing. Um, so from a director's point of view, this was a challenge in a lot of ways because these are these are people that aren't necessarily used to uh, posing or taking direction, and so a lot of them came in pretty uh, T- timid. timid. You had um, to do a lot of work to get them there. Yeah, and so a couple things that I that I that seemed to work. Um, and so these are just a couple couple tips. 
Um, but it seems like a lot of people really respond well with breathing exercises. And that was one of the main things I kept focusing on was, you, did do that you know, take a moment, inhale, exhale, just let it all out, and then just, you know, look right to that camera. And it seems like whenever we would do any sort of breathing exercise, it would kind of, you know, again, just calm them down, get them to somewhat of a place, and I could at least get maybe two to three seconds of expression that I needed. Yep. Um, so that was a lot of fun. The other thing that was really interesting is people would react differently to music. And so for most of the day, I was pushing my my playlist, Stanky Face, <laughs> which is, uh, you can follow uh, on Spotify. Stanky Face. It's all dialed in about 110, 115 beats per minute. Speaking we're talking, of selfies. We're talking cover photos. We're talking about... Uh, we're talking about things like uh, Luther Vandross, never too much, never too much, <laughs> that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like some nice yeah. disco. He's speaking about light there, right? Disco soul loving. Much. Yeah. Big and soft. And uh, so anyway, we were living there, but then I noticed some people needed a little more energy. So mm. there was a, a one group, there was a two girls that were kind of friends and they were, they were, they were, uh, a duo together, and they were taking turns on who was in front of the camera. They were loving. They wanted more of a club vibe. They wanted trap music. They were like, like turn on some Mingos. They wanted Migos like and, yeah. they wanted to turn on the trap music, and that got them in the mood. Yeah, there was another girl who like literally changed her behavior as soon as we turned on the weekend. Yeah, like she went from like nervous to like sex kitten. Yeah, so you had to it was dial crazy. It. You I had, had to dial, dial it back. back. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And there were some girls, you know, to take it away, not to take it away, but to move on. Like there were some girls you didn't have to do much of. Oh yeah. There was, there's definitely people who just are naturally gifted at, you know, you know, subtle poses and looks or whatnot. So, um, but anyway, I just, I wanted to share that. I thought that was interesting. And, and, you know, there's some things I've, I've had in the toolkit before, but if you are, if you're ever in a place where you're trying to get a performance, whether it's, you know, uh, posing or some sort of you know, model type situation. Think about breathing exercises with people mm. and think about um, music as a tool to help get them to a place to get a reaction that you need or or mm. want, which is a lot different than doing an interview. An interview, you're trying to get content, yeah, uh, verbal content. And a beauty shoot or something like this, it's really more about the body language and facial yeah. expressions. Yeah, and so you got to use different methods to get where you're going um, and... Thank God yeah. we thank so, God we weren't recording sound, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, but cool. yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. So, I what's fun. Uh, what's on what's next for you? Mm. You got any shoots booked up in like the coming yeah, weeks? Yeah, I, I got a few. You're a pretty popular guy. Corporate commercial things. Uh, nice. There's always some in the works. Yeah. You know. I am trying to manage how I'm going to take and where I'm going to put the 1.5 <clears throat> terabytes of data that we shot. For all that 5K, <laughs> 96 frames, goodness. Not yeah. sure where it's going to go because uh, right now my <laughs> system is trying to uh, copy footage to the backup well, server. Just so. get a new system. Yeah, yeah, you know, just buy just a new buy thing. a whole new computer. Um, but that's cool. We've uh, sorry. Next time we'll shoot on an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready to do um, some some interesting product photography and videography for, yeah. s- for social. Cool. So we're actually going to be building a. Um, Almost like a color world, like let's say let's say the product that we're shooting. Okay, let's just call it whatever. We'll call it a a, a home a home product, a home cleaning product. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is, but if we were, 
Cool. Let's say the the packaging of the spray bottle was blue. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a, a a shoot where we take almost like a diorama, and everything in there is going to be a blue or a shade of blue. So like a monochromatic sort of look. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna build. There's like three products. So we're going to build three of these dioramas and then have them connected with, like, either the cans or the product. So we could do, like, a little Wes Anderson and, like, the move from, like, the blue world to the yellow world, passing Sweet. the red world. And it's all, like, product-based. Went out. So some fun stuff like that. We're going to awesome. do some uh, – take some product and, and spell some typography with it um, mm. out of a bottle. That should be interesting. So a lot of stuff like that, shooting That's some cool. overhead time lapses of an artist doing typography. Right. Um so that's kind of cool. That's coming up soon. Yeah. Um, so it'll be just kind of a day experimenting. Right. Um, and we've been we've been doing a lot of social media stuff like that. We just did some stuff for a whiskey company. Yeah. Where actually I sent you the pictures. It was awesome, man. The, um, I love how you passing light through the Yeah, the we had uh, the charge yeah. was to do something interesting for this whiskey company. And it was for social media, not a big budget. And so we decided um, what if we played with like time lapse <laughs> in nature? Mm-hmm. And uh, and or urban cities, and we had the whiskey bottle, you know, sort of in the scene. But like, obviously, we couldn't travel to the desert to shoot a time lapse of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. So Kyle, our, our art director, um, designer at, at Leaf Frame, he said, "Well, let's just let's just throw an image onto um, a like an LED display, mm-hmm. you know, on our computers, and, and use that as the backdrop. Use that as the backdrop, and we'll get the." the change of light going through the bottle looks great and i was like that's not gonna work mm. <laughs> so sure <laughs> enough he, he flipped yeah. like a 32 inch monitor vertical threw on a time lapse of like a desert night sky we positioned in the bottle and we just shot it on a 5d because we didn't know if we were going to shoot stills or video and sure enough it looked like the bottle was in the desert <laughs> And so we shot it. We got, we got all the light passing through the bottle. Yeah. And then he threw it into After Effects, put a mat over it, cut it out, and then overlaid it on top of the original footage so it was a lot cleaner. Yeah. And it looks awesome. It's really fun. Dude. So we're doing some stuff like that where we're kind of messing around and getting kind of yeah. experimental in the, the, social, the social space. I like it. Yeah. Social's a big thing now. I mean, people are putting a lot more effort into- It's out of control. Their social pieces. They're no longer just- uh, you know, quick and dirty, like yeah. GoPro videos and selfies. They are no, it's like, fully produced yes. spots in yeah, most people cases. People are investing in legitimate That's where the eyeballs content. are. Yeah. It's totally where the eyeballs are. So, if, yeah, if you're doing strictly social content, like that used to be, eh, well, it's kind of a lower tier. Th- not anymore. Well, it's did, a big did, deal. Did you see that the CEO, I believe CEO, of Adidas, Yeah, they just recently announced that they're basically pulling out all their money and investments from broadcast. That's nuts. And Adidas is basically going all digital. Wow. That's crazy. So that's that's interesting, kind of telling. Actually, on if you go to uh, leapframe.com and click on the blog section, I just put up a blog post about distribution. Mm. Kind of talks about some of that. I really hope that, you know, when they pull that money out of broadcast to reinvest in digital and social, that they're not, you know, cutting that budget in half. For the sake of us creative uh, I mean, you know, budgets are right? budgets are smaller. Always. They have been getting smaller, but I think at the same time, when brands want to do really good work, they, they find budget. I mean, we find ways to spend you, it. You yeah. did not. Uh, there was nothing you didn't have yesterday. No, you had everything you needed. Oh, I know. 
Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Like, I just hope that that's not a, a trend, a downward yeah. trend. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Things are changing. The times so, they are a changing. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been a lot of fun catching up with you. I know it's uh, been a long twelve hours since yeah. I last saw you, and it was good. Um, it was good on the front end to hear about the uh, this this new lighting technologies. Yeah, and if you guys want to get involved with that, just to rehash it, uh, you can do it on any social media account now. You don't just have to do it on Twitter. Any social media account, you can enter to win. Let's we, let's just say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, because MySpace, we're, we're not. <laughs> Uh, we're not on MySpace and we're not on Snapchat. So yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we've expanded. Twitter. Please shout out. And you just got to do uh, a couple things. Or if you see Brandon on the street, you just yell out Same hashtag FTB. Sure. Get away to him. <laughs> so uh, you just want to shout out to at FTB podcast uh-huh. and. Use a hashtag. FTB giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. And then also include at. Um, yeah. What was their thing? Stella Pro Lights, yes, on Instagram or use the hashtag yes. Stella Pro Lights, and that'll Twitter. that'll be enough. We'll get your name in the hot, the hot or the pot, and the hot. We'll flip it. Yeah, it's, it's big like, and soft. You know, when you're lighting the lark, you know, lark lark skin and yeah, rinse, recycle, repeat. <laughs> Stella Pro Lights. There you go. Cool. All right, well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to say, if you are listening, if you've made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> you. You owe it to yourself and to this community huh. to go to iTunes and like and review, rate and review this podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Rate and review and then rinse and repeat. We have <laughs> we have 84 pot. This is episode 84. Uh-huh. I think we have like 81 reviews. If we can get one rating and review for every show, then by the time we hit our 100th episode, we'll have 100 ratings and reviews that's what we're going for people we're trying to get to five stars we're at four and a half stars we are there's still a few number four and a half star podcast and somehow the the low star ratings have a lot of weight (laughs) they're heavily weighted so uh tell your friends your fam your mom your dad your other filmmaker peoples to get out there and uh leave a good rating and review we'd really appreciate that we would and uh the goal here that we're trying to get after is a hundred by episode 100. 100 by we're, 100. We're a little behind. Like 30 for 30 on ESPN. We're 100 for 100. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right, man. Uh, it's been real. Cheers. Uh, Alex has to go pay the meter. Gonna go pay the meter. Until next time. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.